Today is Thursday, June the 22nd, and welcome to the Daily Pause. Today's experience of prayer and scripture reflection is a beautiful way to be filled with the presence and love of Jesus. He then promises to overflow from us with love and blessing on those around us. Each day this week, we are celebrating a practical way to overflow with love and blessing. At Point of Grace, we use the word BLESS as an acronym to help us remember these very practical overflow tools. Today, we celebrate the first S in BLESS, which is SERVE. We get to reflect on the power of serving others as a way to overflow with love for them. As I enter prayer now, I pause to be still, to breathe slowly. To recenter my scattered senses upon the presence of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead me in this time of prayer. I will exalt you my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. Jesus, thank you for blessing me. Thank you for your unceasing prayers of intercession on my behalf. Thank you for your unwavering attention and empathy towards me. Thank you for the gift of communion and of union with you. Thank you for serving me and washing me completely clean. Jesus, I receive all of you today. I receive all that you have done for me and I receive all the blessings that you have in store for me. I don't want to miss anything. I receive you, Jesus. I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. 
love serves. James chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. This is a convicting passage. Do I do enough to show I have faith? Is God pleased with me? Maybe I'm just an imposter sometimes. It really can create a rabbit hole to go down if not resting in the deep truth James is presenting and understanding what the early church was like that he was speaking to. His audience was comprised of Jewish Christians. It seemed they had grabbed so firmly to being saved entirely by grace, which is true, that they were also permitting themselves to live how they wished and were disregarding the law. They were disregarding people within the Christian community who were obviously hungry and destitute. They needed help seeing there was a connection between their faith and that if they had the Spirit, he would pour out naturally and create desire for them to help others in need. It was obvious in this early Christian community who had wealth and who was in deep poverty. And these people were being overlooked and not cared for. I think it's fair to say in our modern culture, it can be a challenge to see people's financial needs on a Sunday morning. There is enough wealth in our culture, even among someone who is really struggling in poverty, to be in the community on a Sunday morning, and it's not evidence they are in poverty. So how do we know someone is in need? It's imperative to spend designated time with people within the church to learn about their needs. This will not necessarily come up in a conversation on a Sunday morning. I'm convicted because I must spend time with people and possibly more than just an hour outside of Sunday with someone to learn of their needs. Trust must be built. I must be willing to listen and ask and learn. We must all be willing to go beneath the surface. It's vital for those in the Christian community to connect with smaller groups, such as grow groups, where over time the community can learn about needs. And then I have a responsibility to respond to those needs as their sister in Christ. It should naturally pour out of me from my faith. If I were to hear of someone's needs who I'm in fellowship with, and then I have no desire to help them or even how to resource help for them, that is an alert to me that my faith might just be talk. Is this harsh? Maybe, but it's biblical. If my heart is hard and cold to someone I have learned is suffering and needs help, that is no faith at all. Love serves. What I sense the Spirit speaking to me in this passage as I reflect is that we all need to be connecting together so we can really learn who is in need in our community and then respond to it as Jesus preached on the Sermon on the Mount regarding helping the needy.
Spirit, as we return to this passage, place the person on my heart who you're asking me to get to know better and pour into, whether in the body of believers or not. I'm just simply open. Love serves. James chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. Matthew 9 When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus Am I one answer to that prayer? I want to believe I am. I need to believe that. I do believe you sent me into the harvest field. Help my unbelief. In this moment of quiet, I join you, Jesus with deep compassion for those who I know, who need to know you, who are doing life without you at the center, like sheep without a shepherd. Lead me to love them by lifting up their names to you now. Name out loud people Jesus is bringing to mind, at least three of them if possible, and let compassion for them rise in your heart. Now let's begin with prayer for them. Jesus move mightily by your spirit to draw these special people to yourself. Convict them of their need for you. 
woo them with your love. that they might experience the wholeness and healing that only comes through personal union with you. Oh Jesus, that your kingdom would come over them. Faith would be born and strengthened in them and your will would get done in their lives. For them you died. For them you rose. For them you now reign. And for them I pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill me afresh. Ignite in me passion and zeal for following your lead today and living out your mission in my world. I'd like to invite you to say just a personal prayer of support for Point of Grace's youth mission team that has deployed this week in St. Louis, 17 youth and four adults. Pray for them as the Spirit leads, speaking your own. Amen. <laughs>